Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You can start talking now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, hello again, welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, who have I got this week? I feel like a sort of, I feel like the mother of the bird returning to the nest with a podcast worm in her mouth. He's looking at me. It's uh, <laughs> Little Chick Ross. Ahoy, hoy. That's my How second Man on the Post podcast of the week. Look at me. Look at you. Right. Got nothing better just, to do. It's just bringing your average up for the season and then you're going to disappear again. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Nathan. How are you? How are we doing? Good to good to see you all. Grand. Okay, right. So we're going to talk a little bit about sort of the cut games that took place this week. Um, talk about the Premier League game between Leeds and Manchester United took place this week. Preview some games coming up this weekend. Uh, so let's go from there, shall we? So FA Cup this week. It was on Tuesday. It was uh, Burnley two, Ipswich one. Fleetwood one, Sheffield Wednesday nil. Grimsby three, Luton nil. Uh, Sheffield United three, Wrexham one. Which is what we'll talk about a little bit because. That was quite the sort of rip-roaring snorter of a game. Um, mm. Paul Mullins scored uh, a penalty and missed one for um, Sheffield United uh, at 1-1 into, I think it was like the 90th minute of, of um, into the 90th minute. Sheffield United then go and score two goals. Um, and then Billy Sharp becomes an absolute man-baby after the match. Um, <laughs> who saw any of this? I missed what Billy Sharp said. What's Billy Sharp said? Uh, Nathan, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was something along the lines of um, Wrexham had been a bit disrespectful. I think he thought that Wrexham felt they were already through uh, after the, the first game or something like that. And um, uh, why don't they sign that. me on 50 grand a week for be a non league player? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was something like that. He walked around sort of cupping his ears to the Wrexham fans, didn't he? Stuff like that. Yeah, it was uh, something to do with me. He, he said, like, they already had one eye on the Tottenham game because I think is it the winner plays Spurs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he said he said they were already, you know, preparing the next part of the documentary for you know traveling to Spurs or having Spurs at Wrexham and stuff like that, and basically just being massively disrespectful. Yeah. Which, to be honest with you, I don't think anyone was doing. No, I don't either. Not, not from what I could see. Like, no. you know, that that didn't have that feel about it at all. But yeah, just you know, just an upset thirty-seven-year-old championship. Yeah, championship striker playing a non-league team. Like I know they got money behind them, but they are still a non-league team. Like, yeah, go for it. Like, should should be better than this. Really sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much what Phil Parkinson said in his interview when they when they <laughs> asked them about it. It was like, it was like you know, he said something like really. He said something, and it sounded like he was being like a bit of a, an ass about it. He said something like, uh, "Yeah, well played, Billy. Well done." <laughs> 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 and I couldn't tell if he was being genuine as in like you know well played 
but you've let yourself down or whether he was being like, yeah, well yeah. played, mate. Get yeah. you with your big mouth. Well done. <laughs> I was surprised to find out Phil Parkinson was the Wrexham manager because he's always struck me as a half-decent manager. He's always done a good job, especially like at slightly higher levels, League One, League Two. He's a very good sort of, for me, he's always the Bradford um, Brentford manager, uh, Bradford, sorry, manager. Like, yeah. He's always right. associated with them for me. He got them to the League he, uh... was it Cup final, was <laughs> that him? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, good try. I was going to say he steadied the ship at um, Bolton as well when yes. they were really struggling like, mm. on the brink of admin. I think he was the manager at that point as well. Yes, he was. Sorry, I forgot you're you're now our Northwest correspondent. And a little new sherry. A little new sherry for about 20 square miles. Merseyside's too far, but yeah, you've got that sort of little Western Pennines regional tied up to yourself. Yeah, brisk walking you can get from one side to the other, it's not a problem. A few hills, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, on Wednesday in the FA Cup, Sunderland to Fulham three goals for uh, Harry Wilson, um, Living Kazawa, and Pereira. Uh, I still maintain one of my sort of football theories is there's no bad players with the surname Pereira. <laughs> they all seem to be quite good. I don't know. It depends if he's playing for Man United or if he's playing for Fulham. Playing for Fulham, he looks all right. But... <laughs> <laughs> playing for that other lot. Yeah. Uh, so the next round then is uh, Stoke versus Brighton, Leicester versus Blackburn, Fulham versus Leeds, um, Bristol City versus Manchester City, Southampton versus Grimsby, Burnley, Fleetwood, uh, Manchester United, West Ham, Sheffield United, Spurs. So um, Ross, you're the only one of the three of us left with a, um, a ship in the race on this, aren't you? Yeah, this is very odd because we never get past the third round normally. We're normally out and don't have to worry about FA Cup games. Um, I'm quite excited. Like... If we're to do a Wigan and we get relegated but win the FA Cup, I'll take that. Like, win a trophy. And we've got a genuine chance this year because Man City, Man United, maybe Spurs, but I'd, I'd back us to beat Spurs because we, we, we are quite good when we want to be good. Like, the two Manchester teams aside, hmm. well, there's no reason why we can't make a semi-final here, at least. No, away to Sheffield United does seem a very Spursy result, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. They, they will come unstuck there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they will. But yeah, I mean, Fulham aren't going to go down, are they? So I guess you might be resting players come that. Yeah, time, they've got. Maybe. Yeah, they've got slightly more important things to play for. Uh, when is it? The end of February, and it's last last weekend or last midweek in February, which is weird. <clears throat> yeah, there always seems to be one team that is in danger of relegation but gets to like the semi-finals. Yeah. So there's no reason why it can't be you. I'll take it this year. It's also Southampton, and they're going to they're lose to Grimsby the form they're on, and so. Yeah, they probably will, won't they? <laughs> we'll see Nathan Jones post-match press conference then. Oh, we're going to talk about Nathan Jones later, don't worry. <laughs> Absolutely, lunatic. Um, Nathan, what do you reckon to these ties? Do you want to run uh, them again I, or have you got them? No, no, uh, I think, like Ross said, I don't think there's any reason why Leeds can't can't make a semi-final, though. Man- Manchester clubs aside. Brighton you know, are there as well, I guess. I was kind of underrated. Yeah, Brighton, yeah. They're good, but... Yeah. They might, they may very well be pushing for a Champions League spot. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, there's it's definitely one that you look at, and like you said, other than other than Man City, I'd say anyone can beat anyone on, mm. on the day. Mm. Um, but again, with everything that's going on with Man City outside the club, you don't know what kind of effect <laughs> that's going to have on the field. Yeah, no, that's wide, we're gonna... wide open, I say, wide open. Yeah, I reckon so too. We're talking about Man City's off field things in a bit, so. 
Uh, there was a Premier League game this week. Uh, you might not have realised because it wasn't on any television. Ross, how much do you pay for your um, subscriptions? Uh, I pay £94 a month for Sky. £94 a month. Does that include BT? No. No? No. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I've got Ali's login um, for that, so I'll watch BT for Ali. Thanks, Ali. £94 <laughs> <laughs> a month? Yeah. And what do you yeah. get with it? Do you get sort of like dancing ladies in the front room or something like that? Or... Yeah, I wish that'd be great. <laughs> I'm sure my wife would be too keen on that, but yeah. <laughs> That's like the Sky Q fancy package where you can talk to the box and all that sort of shit. You can talk to the box? Yeah, you can. I don't, um... on, I don't have a Sky box. Go on, tell me. What do you yeah, say so to you the can, box? Yeah, so you can talk into your remote and it'll find programs for you. Instantly put them on. Or you can, if you lose your remote control, which I do regularly because I've got a daughter um, who's young, um, you just press and hold one of the buttons on the box and it kind of starts beeping for you. So I mean, oh, right. there are some cool features. I pay for all the... the cinema channels and all that sort of shit as well so it's very expensive but you know I'm, I'm loaded and no, I'm not really <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I didn't know I haven't had a skybox in like sort of nine ten years so um yeah it's fine I, it's one of those costs that I have to have because I watch so much sport I watch a lot of American football and basketball and like cricket and football so it's kind of like it's a package that I have to have really Yes, you're wearing your American football top. You're wearing your oh, yeah. Seahawks t-shirt now, aren't you? Seattle Seahawks, but yeah, close enough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, for your ninety-four pounds a month, you didn't get to see this game, did you? No, and I definitely didn't stream it on any sort of illegal, um, any sort of illegal means. No, absolutely no, not. Because the Premier League are starting to come down on, on illegal streamers, aren't they? Which is mad they when are. you think people have to pay about a thousand pounds a year to watch everything. What could make them stream? Yeah, I don't, why was this not on TV? I, I don't understand. This should have been a three o'clock kickoff. Yes, it was uh, the Queen's funeral. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And so, because it was a three o'clock kickoff, you now can't show it at a absolute nonsense. Time. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't three o'clock on Wednesday. This game was replayed. It was eight o'clock on Wednesday. Exactly. Yeah, and so, um, so yeah, so Sky obviously cracking down on legal streamers, but when you're paying like a grand a year, you can't blame people. No, not at all. It's, no, he's mad. Um, okay, so Leeds are turning up uh, after 48 minutes. Granto and earn goal from Rafa Varane. Then Marcus Rashford uh, with his 12th post World Cup goal, and Jaden Sancho scored. Um, Brendan Aronson also hit the post. Um, mm. United lacked. Ericsson, Casemiro and Anthony, uh, how much of that hamstrung them or given your resources compared to United's, uh, they really should be coping better with the loss of players? I think they've put it best that, that Casemiro, what, what did he say? Casemiro hit, like enables Man United to play and uh, Fred actively hinders them in the way they play football. Who said that? They did, I think it was in our chat. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the drop-off from Casemiro is massive and he's he's back for the, the game we're playing Man United this weekend as well. It's going to be a much, much different game because we had the first half we had the run of that midfield and... He's not back. Is he not? I thought he was still... I thought he was available. No. Oh. According, well, when I did my team news right. and all these sorts of things earlier on, so it could well be wrong. But he got a straight red card, didn't he? So it should be three games. Should be three games, yeah. Definitely. Okay. And it was only last week, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, that's good. Okay. That's put me in a better mood for Sunday. Yeah, there you go. Um, I, th- I thought we were good. I thought we were good in this game. We were absolutely battered. Man United had so much possession and so many shots. I think I'm not sure what the final tally was. 24 shots they had to our eight, and 65% possession um, to our 35. But I thought we looked different since our managerial change. So yeah, I I only watched the highlights on YouTube, and I wouldn't say for a moment it looked like a game where they had three times more shots on goal than me. 
No, a lot of them are very speculative efforts. Melia made some fantastic saves. He's been harshly judged by the Sunday show this week, uh, this season, but he's kept us in more games than we deserve to be in. Um, but yeah, I thought we played. I thought we played really well. McKenney and um, Tyler Adams in central midfield. I like that. They both got booked. Lovely. Only because they're American. <laughs> I don't know. I like them. I've, I've always liked Tyler Adams. Yeah. And I always thought Weston McKenney was way above sort of our reach. Because he was yeah. playing for Juve and like the big America, uh, the big um, Italian teams all wanted him. Yes. The fact that he's here and the fact that he could be ours if we stay up next year permanently, brilliant. Love those two in midfield. Tyler Adams is my new sort of Calvin Phillips, David Batty replacement. Absolutely <laughs> loves the tackle. And what did you reckon to this, Nathan? Have you seen the highlights on this tour? Uh, I've not seen the highlights, not, but um, I read a bit about the game and yeah, just. I mean, again, from an Arsenal perspective, brilliant result. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. A little bit gutted that they couldn't hang on to a two-goal lead, but you know, yeah, we'll take we'll take a we'll take the point. Um, I'm really excited about the lad who scored first up front. Oh, Willie Nonto, he is an absolute yeah. monster. Three point eight million we paid for him. Yeah, that that seems like it's going to be sort of like a, an absolute bargain. He was a last-minute panic buy that Jesse Marsh didn't actually want, which shows you how good Jesse Marsh is. And, the, and then there's a reason why he started up front and Jesse Marsh was not in the dugout. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if ever you seems, wanted a one-liner, there it is. He seems a really positive player. I, I watched, it was a game on when you guys were on Amazon, where the Amazon had the yeah. weekly Premier League rights. I can't remember who was against, but every time he got the ball, he wanted to move forwards and do something with it. He wasn't looking to lay it off or something like that. He just wanted to move forwards. And it's no. really, really exciting to watch him. So being a Leeds fan, I can imagine watching oh, him. He, he'll be like... gone in the summer. If we go down, he's gone. There's not a yeah. hope in hell that we keep hold of him. We just need to get as much money as possible. Um, he was Someone compared to me um, on my Twitter today to him, to um, the 16-year-old Wayne Rooney, who is just looking to score goals and create goals at every opportunity. And I can't really disagree with that. Mm. Really? There's not a lot of that about at the moment as well, so it sticks out even more. Yeah, you know, you've got teams trying, you know, put all the goals out wide, so to speak. You know, so on the other side of the pitch, you've got Rashford coming inside, mm. whereas this kid's just giving a ball. I'm going to run it, yeah, I'm going to put it in there, and I'm going to go and do it again and again. He's not afraid to shoot. He is a bit greedy at times, but I like that. Like, yeah, take your chances. Yeah. Have a shot. Who knows? Yeah, if you're playing up front and you're not greedy, you're, <laughs> exactly, you're in yeah. position, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so who's in the dugout? Who's in, in charge for this game? The dugout was Michael Scubala, um, who is the under-21s boss. Oh, was this the guy that Jesse Marsh's friend that was brought in last week? Was that no, else? that was... Oh God, this time, Chris Aramis, who was at Man United um, under Ranjik. He's a Red Bull guy, so he's been at Red Bull uh, Leipzig with Marsh. He's been at Red Bull in New York with Marsh. Um, and he's, he's just been brought in last week to be Marsh's like assistant. Um, but between him and Scubala and there was one other guy, I can't remember his name, um, they were kind of running it, but Scubala's the one that's been doing the press conferences. And I mean, I, I like his story. His, he was a PE teacher. Like I took the piss out of Jesse Marsh for looking like a PE teacher for the entire time he's been in charge. This but guy this guy was. actually was a PE teacher <laughs> and he's worked his way up to being the boss of Leeds at, at Old Trafford on a Wednesday night in the Premier League. So, Did, it, I, uh, did I see on Twitter that his pupils didn't realise that it was actually him until he was on the cameras and they were like, oh yeah. my God, that's my PE teacher. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really cool story. I, I'm, I'm terrified that he's going to get the job full time and that's a recipe for disaster. We're going to get relegated. Um, 
but yeah, I know. I just, I just like I like the story. To be fair, he's 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 worked his way up from Lutterworth College, Chris, in New York oh, of the Woods. Really, I went there. Yeah, he was uh, working there in two thousand and five. You were long gone from there, but I was <laughs> there when it was called Little Grammar School. Yeah, but he's oh been, really? What? He so was, this guy been there, did he? Yeah, he was the head coach of futsal at Loughborough as well. Um, he's been at uh, academies at Coventry and Forest, and he's worked his way all the way up to being our head or the head coach of the under twenty ones. And now, yeah, he's the temporary so, judge. Sorry, I'm going to just Google this with a bit of fanboy. So, go. Um, what's his name? Uh, Michael Skubala, S K U B A L A. S K U B A L. Yeah. Has he got Wikipedia? Um, he has, but it looks like a very hastily put together one this week. <laughs> Lutworth College. Well, it's probably the most famous person to have gone to Lutworth College since Johnny <laughs> Irwin, who presents Escape to the Country. <laughs> well, there you go. Esteemed. Yeah. esteemed. Wow. Mike Whitlow used to live around the corner from uh, Lutworth College. Did and I used, to see him, I used to see him jogging in the morning before he went training. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh, I mean, he oh, is in the running to get the job permanently. He's currently third favourite, which is terrifying because um, we were. <laughs> Iriola or Ariola, the um, is he at Valladolid? Yeah, he's the favourite, but they want seven to ten million to buy him out. The Villarreal guy, uh, Villarreal guy, has ruled himself out, hasn't he? Yeah, lots of guys have ruled themselves out. Arnie Slot, the um, final boss, has said he's not coming. Um, what? What's his name? Arnie Slot. Oh, he said slop. Sorry. <laughs> no, yes, L O T. Um, yeah, he's not coming. And I think um Galado or Galado, yeah, he's ruled himself out this evening as well. Oh, so, has he? That's yeah, true. it is. I quite well, I quite fancied him. But I've got a sneaky feeling it might be Nuno Santo. That's not a great yeah. thing, is it? I don't I I don't know. He did a very good job at Wolves. And then he went to Spurs and it all fell apart. But that happens a lot of managers when you go to Spurs, isn't it? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I've just got a theory that nothing good ever comes from appointing somebody that's done well on a caretaker basis. Yeah, no. I, I, as much as I like Skibala, go back to be the under-21s coach. You're, you're doing a fine job there. They're doing really well. Um, there's a lot of names that I'd like. I'd like Vincent Company. I think he's doing a great job. I'd like, I liked Cole Brand. He was my first choice, but he's said he's staying at West Brom and honouring his contract, so fair enough. Yeah. I mean, obviously it won't be Elsa back, but it's not going to happen. He's not going to come back. Boss. I know. <laughs> you have to build a bridge and get over it. You need to. <laughs> Yeah, I know. But if we need to appoint someone on a temporary basis, Rafa Benitez is surely the the one. Like, he is out there, he's available, ready to work. And he knows this league better than a lot of managers out there. That's a name I wouldn't have thought you were going to say. You know I think? No, I've always liked Rafa. I think he did a really good job at Newcastle in really, really difficult circumstances. And the squad we've got now is better than the squad Bielsa had. And there's no reason we should be where we are. The reason we are where we are is the coaching that we've had this year. Would there not be a big sea change in how you are playing compared to how Rafa would want you to play? Uh, well, Rafa's... Well, you've seen more experience with him than me. Is he what kind of a... A, like a long time ago. I can't well, remember. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the 21 coach. You're still at Littleworth College, so I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Now, I think Nuno would bring in a different tactic. I know he plays three at the back, which we've never really done, but I don't know. I, just, I, I want someone that's exciting. I want, like... Ariola is the guy because it's, it's Bielsa Light. He played for him. He... He used to murder ball. He does murder ball sessions himself, slightly tweaked. Um, so he, he just seems like a perfect fit. But uh, Vaikano were very like, we're not letting him go. We're blocking any attempts. But that doesn't normally end well, does it? Like, we no. can just pay them whatever money they want. I remember Mark McGee when he left Leicester to go to Wolves. That that was a, a similar story. What about Foster Kloglivich at Celtic? 
yeah, I don't obviously I honestly don't know much about him, but it sounds like he win everything. So I mean and then the Manchester United takeover, the talk of the Qatari takeover is not going away. Uh hmm. lots of Manchester United fans I follow on Twitter really, really aren't happy about this. Um uh, not happy about anything though, are they? they've been quite a a jolly bunch this season Um, but they are very adamant they don't want any kind of Qatar involvement for the same reasons that people weren't happy that the World Cup was going to Qatar Um, the human rights issues and this and that and the other so yeah Yeah. they're they're not happy if if we're being honest though in this day and age with new owners especially Mm. at the the money that a club like Manchester United or Liverpool or Man City are going to go for or even Chelsea Mm. The only people who have that much money are proper dodgy people. Like there will be something. Yeah. You know, like for example at Arsenal, the Cronkies wanted wanted to actually set up a, a TV channel for trophy hunting. Like <laughs> no, that's that's not going to take off. It might do what? Certain animal areas. trophy animal trophy hunting. Yes. Yeah. Okay, oh, hunting. Sorry, yeah. I, I sorry, I think you meant trophy like pickles a dog finding the World Cup, that sort of thing. No, 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 yeah, no. It, <laughs> animal trophy hunting, yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you know, no matter what owners come in, there's going to be something dodgy about it because they're the only people in the world who have that much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't make that much money without having skeletons in the closet, do you? Like, there's there's something dodgy in your background or at the forefront if you're the Qataris or if you're the Saudi Arabians or Absolutely. anything like that. Like, it, you can't you, you can't the days of Jack Walker have gone. Like, there's no local yeah. businessman with that much money to buy them, unfortunately. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, okay, bits and bobs of news for this week. Club World Cup was this week. Um, Al Hilal of um, Saudi Arabia, they become the first Asian team to participate in the Club World Cup final. They beat Flamengo 3-2. This was a really, really good game, this was. These games are all being streamed on the um, FIFA Plus channel, which, have, have any of you ever seen FIFA Plus? No. Uh, no, that sounds like a good thing, though. It's great. It's the FIFA streaming website, but they show all sorts of games. But at the same time, what they also have, they lots of, lots of like original documentaries and things like that. So if you're right. stuck on a, a Friday night, not doing a podcast, you can watch a 45-minute documentary on Croatian football or the mm-hmm. female team in uh, Juarez, Mexico, and things like that. It is really interesting. Um, okay, so uh, al uh, like I say, they beat Flamengo 3-2, first Asian team to Club World Cup final, where they will play, anyone want to guess? Real Madrid. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Real Madrid beat Al-Akhli of Egypt 4-1. It wasn't it was rather like your game the other day. Uh, it was, uh, it wasn't really a four-one kind of game. It was, um, mm. I think it was two-one going into the ninetieth minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, and goals. A lovely goal from Federico Valverde. Uh, he sort of threw on goal, and instead of shooting, he did a little deft side foot to his left before shooting past the keeper. Mm-hmm. And Vinny Junior, nice little lob as well. Um, Alakli were quite. It wasn't so much they were quite sort of sticking 10 men behind the ball, but they were giving it a go as well. Real Madrid also yeah. missed a penalty as well. Um, also, there's no, in... there's no point defending if you're um, the Saudi Arabian team. Like, just go attack them. My What's God. the worst that's going to happen, really? Yeah. yeah. Everyone's expecting to, to uh, get back. Fergie used to say that during the 90s. He said he preferred it when teams went to Old Trafford and had a go because yes. it's the last thing they expected. So it gave yeah, exactly. them a game. Um, so, yeah, the, the, these games have been streamed on FIFA TV. So the final is. I think it's Sunday night and the third, fourth place playoff is tomorrow. So um, in the seventh year, Radcliffe FC have apologised for playing David Goodwillie. Uh, does his name ring a bell to you guys? Yeah. 
Yeah, yes, he does. Yeah, previously found in a civil court to have raped a woman, but never been yeah. tried in a criminal court, we must say. Nice. Um, yes, yeah, he scored a hat-trick and a win over Belper Town, but the, the club realised quickly that uh, they said, quote-unquote, this is a mistake that will never happen again. <laughs> um, Jamie Carragher has upset Dwight York this week. Has he? He has. Has he spat at him? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Jamie Carragher said that Haaland makes, quote-unquote, a city, quote-unquote, a, a lesser team after the Spurs loss uh, last week. Um, Dwight York has said that Carrot is full of waffle uh, and <laughs> I don't listen to people like him. <laughs> I don't think Carrot's that wrong, I'll be honest. Look at the, go- the goals they've scored at this point, to the same point last season, is almost exactly the same. It's just more heavily weighted towards Haaland. Yeah, so, Jonathan Wilson does a bit, has done a bit on Football Weekly and, think, and The right. Guardian as well, uh, where he has said that Manchester City have had to have quite a sort of change in how they play compared to previous seasons yeah. uh, to accommodate Haaland and maybe that is what's impacting them this season so yeah I think you, you might be right with that yeah they've played for three or four years without a striker and it's worked perfectly well when Riyad Mahrez has been your top scorer for three seasons in a row you don't need a, a number nine like you, if you can get Haaland go and get him because he will guarantee you goals but yeah it's going to change the way your team has to play definitely yeah N- uh, next week um, when you play Manchester City Nathan are you going to be singing what a waste of money to Haaland uh, no, um, <laughs> no, he might have changed the way they play, but you can't argue with him personally, can you? Really, yeah, he does what he does, nine, doesn't he? And he is the best number nine in the world, like you know, he's yeah. come back with a record about goals. So, on a on a personal level for Haaland, he's doing everything that he should be doing, and it's not really his fault if the rest maybe it's like Pep's not quite figured out how to incorporate him into sort of playing a nine as well as what they were doing before they had a number nine and, and trying to mould it slightly. He's played it's him like wide a... left a few times recently as well. Yeah, which I can imagine someone like Highland doesn't really get on board with. No, stick me in the middle where I can fucking score. Not out on the left wing. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's got 25 um... goals this season in 20 games. Like It's, it's working for them, but yeah... It... There's no, there's no other Man City player anywhere near him, which is the issue. No. Foden's next. Yeah. I've got seven. Oh, did anyone see the tweet from the Premier League today? I think someone posted it on the WhatsApp group, didn't they? Um, it was uh, Marcus Rashford got his 11th goal and the Premier, oh, yeah. League tweeted, Premier League tweeted the list of the top scoring players in the Premier League this season. It said <laughs> he's back in the race and he's got like 11 goals and of course Haaland's got 25. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's got one goal more than Rodrigo and he's been an awful striker for three seasons. Like He's not in any race. <laughs> Uh, okay, what else have we got? The Super League is back. Up to 80 teams. Um, there's going to be no permanent members. Uh, up to 14 games per season. Promotion, relegation. Still participate in the domestic leagues. Um, 400 million euros annually will go in solidarity payments to clubs outside the league. Uh, and there will be investment in the women game, women's game. And there's a look to play games globally. So it looks, like, yeah, it looks like those who have been involved in the Super League for the past couple of years have probably learnt their lesson for how they went about <laughs> it before yes. and said, here's our 14 league team, you're all out and <laughs> trying to make it a bit more inclusive to get it through and offer a few more quid. Um, how will teams qualify for that? Will it be league position? I, I, need, to, I need to know my stance on yeah, if he's going to be in it or not before I decide if it's a good or bad thing. Apparently, yeah. Um, that, so they were saying that um, domestic leagues will still be the sort of heartbeat of, of world football mm. and the teams qualifying for the European League will come from the domestic league positions. I'm sure I read bad, that. Bad luck, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm against this. 
This is a very bad decision. <laughs> um, isn't the Champions League changing very soon to this sort of format? Yeah, I think so. Which is my football manager, when I play football manager, the, my Champions League games are in a big division. Yeah. Which is rubbish. Keep it. Take it back to the old style. Yeah. Straight knockout. Exactly. I just think that, that, that the Premier League are the ones who have the biggest problem with this. And the main reason for the rest of Europe doing it is the Premier League. That, I just find yeah. that so ironic. It's, it's quite funny. Yeah. No, very much. I think given what different leagues spent in the transfer window compared to was only last week. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, finally, a new Sean Dyche has banned snoods and hoodies from training for Everton. Um, he's also, in, also introduced full contact um, training as well. Many players are having to wear shin pads. Um, the problem is with this is uh, Finch Farm Everton's training ground doesn't have enough socks uh, of that particular length to accommodate the shin pads. So the kit man had to go out and buy some extra socks this week. This reminds um, me of the Massimo Cellino era at Leeds where he made all the players buy their own kit for training. Did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had to bring their own lunches in. He shut down the canteen and he emptied the swimming pool and they had to buy their own kits. Well, surely if Paddy Kenny had to buy his own kit, he can stick whatever number on the back of his shirt he wanted. <laughs> well, he had to keep getting bigger T-shirts, though, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, OK, games this weekend. In Uruguay, it is the Clásico Entre Chero y Los Grandes, as Chero play Nacional. Um, I'm sure it, Jesse's fine with that pronunciation. I'm sure she's fine with that. She should be here to correct me. Uh, it is the Cotton Mill Derby, Nathan, as Preston play Black, uh, Burnley. Oh. Yes, yep. There's uh, only one winner in that game. <laughs> what have the what have, what's the uh, cobbled streets and workhouses been like this week? There, have they been sort of above the hive of pre-football activity. Andy's not um, here. He's got to pick on you this week. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't do Ross. Where Ross lives is just so generic. It's, isn't it? <laughs> Hampshire, darling. <laughs> yeah, it's um, to be to be honest with you, um, the state of play in Preston is that um, everybody hates the manager. The manager hates everybody. <laughs> Who's the and, manager? Uh, Ryan Law. Uh-huh. And um, so, so the, the football's not been very great, especially at Deepdale, um, which is probably putting it mildly. And the fans kind of said, this is a bit shit. And he said, well, what do you expect when you boo the fan, when you boo the team every, <laughs> every week? Like, it's, like, it's just not really gone down well as an excuse from him. Only four points um, off the playoffs, no? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think Preston fans look at it as four points and like avoid as big a space. To oh, get right, to the okay. Plus, what's the point in getting there if you're just an absolutely dour football team to watch as well? Yeah, that's fair. Didn't yeah. they have this weird anomaly at the start of the season where they were winning games, but every game they were winning was 1 0 or something like that? So they were like sort of second in the league, having scored four goals or something. Was that Preston? <laughs> yeah, they had, a, they had a mad run of um, clean sheets and like. Like horrible one nil wins, and <laughs> even if they lost, it was only one nil, or it was a nil nil draw. It, it, it was like really low scoring games. Yeah, uh, those sort of binary scores. Yeah, but yeah, basically, yeah. But yeah, in so ter- in terms of uh, Burnley, Preston don't really care unless it's Blackpool. That's the Burnley only one that flying they get, they as well, aren't they? So. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Burnley are going to absolutely like. And they've only lost two games this year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a Burnley win. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, <laughs> For your accumulator week this weekend, Burnley's the one that you put on straight away. And by the way, there are ten types of people in this world: those who get binary and those who don't. <laughs> no, so we've all gone quiet. <laughs> 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 
Not a chance I'm biting at that one. <laughs> uh, in the A-League, is Western Sydney Wanderers versus Sydney FC. In Gibraltar, it's Lincoln Redimps versus Europa. In I was shouting on my phone last week, by the way, Chris, when we were talking about the um, El Distanso. Wait, yeah, you you've mentioned it in previous seasons. I know, I'm sure I have. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't listen, do they? They don't listen to no, it. Exactly. Um, in Zambia, it's the Lusaka derby. Is the Red Arrows play uh, Lusaka. In Andorra as well. Yeah, honestly. And they'll be busy flying airplanes. <laughs> You should see some of the football teams that are called in Africa. It's amazing. That's absolutely brilliant. Uh, in Andorra, it's the Santa Coloma derby as um, Santa Coloma play UE Santa Coloma. So there we go. Um, just across in Spain, Barcelona on 53 points. They're eight ahead of Real Madrid. Uh, and then it's Real Sociedad on 39 and Atleti on 35. Everyone wants us to talk about the fact that Barcelona are eight points ahead and still won't win the league. <laughs> Will they not? <laughs> Madrid have got fingers in so many other pies that maybe Barcelona will just by accident. Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, well, Barcelona are away to Villarreal this weekend. Uh, Espanyol play Real Sociedad. Uh, Celta Vigo play um, Atleti. And I couldn't see a fixture for... Oh, no, of course, Real Madrid in the Football Cup. That's why yeah, that's in the night. I spent five minutes looking for that. <laughs> having, having literally just written it on the <laughs> Having you already mentioned that they're in the <laughs> uh, In yeah. Italy, Napoli top on 56 points, 13 ahead of Inter. Uh, Roma on 40, Lazio on 39. Um, Lazio play Atalanta, Sampdoria play Inter, uh, Lecce play Roma, Napoli play Cremonese. Um, there's also um, the big game for Juventus where they play Fiorentina, the Roberto Baggio derby. Uh, they've in... only lost one game this year. They're playing Cremonese who haven't won in 21 games. Do you know if you're a Napoli fan, you're thinking they're definitely going to beat us. Yeah, this is the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Germany, Bayern are top on 40 points. Uh, they won last week after three consecutive draws. They're only a point ahead of Union. Uh, Union Berlin. Uh, then Love Dortmund the Union face... Berlin in the second. Brilliant. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Dortmund in third, in third place on 37 and RB Leipzig on 36. So it is um, it is fourth versus second this weekend as Red Bull take on Union. Uh, it's Bayern versus Bochum and Werder Bremen versus Dortmund. And in Germany's, France... Sorry, Chris, I keep interrupting, but Germany's mental. Every season you go in there, there's always a team like Schalke. Schalke are bottom yeah. of 12 points. It's been previously, it's been Wolfsburg or Leverkusen but at the bottom of the table. What happens over there? It is mad because Freiburg were at the top for quite some time as well. <coughs> yeah. Um, They're sixth now. Yeah. And there was somebody else, a team that just got promoted, Werder Grauth or whoever yeah. the hell they are. Um, it's just mad. Every year there's like a really big team that struggles really, really massively. And it, yeah, this season at Schalke. I've got to be honest, I think this is the first time I've said Dortmund's name for a while in reading out the league tables. I don't yeah, think they've been doing particularly well. Knock their way back to four wins in a row now. So. Yeah. Uh, in France, <laughs> PSG are on 54 points, uh, Marseille 46, and Lons are on 54. Though they, they, Oh, hang on, that's not right. Let's be 45. They can't be in third place, <laughs> having more points than... <laughs> no, that doesn't work. Must be 45 points. Um <laughs> <laughs> but they've only won one out of their last five, so they're not doing particularly well. Uh, okay. So games this weekend, Lyon versus Lens, uh, Clermont versus Marseille, and Monaco in fourth place um, will play PSG. Uh, I Reims want the Reims manager. Is it Reims? Reims? What were they called? I want him still. to be the next Leeds boss. Yeah, I love that story. Yeah, he's... he's... to everyone, doesn't it? Have you seen one of his training sessions? Yeah. He looks like he knows his stuff. I think he's yeah. going to be a really good coach. Well, he sort of mixes from one to the other pretty easy, and his brother is a coach in Belgium as well. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, they're like sort of locales. <laughs> uh, right, okay. I think that means we're on to the Premier League. Yes, it certainly does. Um, <clears throat> the Premier League on Saturday lunchtime uh, for your part. No, you don't have to pay £94, Mr. Uh, is um, That's on BT Sport. It'll be Wrexham versus... Can't even Chelsea. watch this. 
<laughs> Wrexham versus Chelsea in the Scott Minto derby. Jean uh, Felix is back. Um, Raheem Sterling is a doubt. Uh, Danny Ings is a doubt too after his uh, big transfer there. Uh, and Keher is out. Uh, West Ham won this fixture three two last season. Um, mm. West Ham have lost five out of their ten games at home this season, so they're not got a great home record. Um, and Graham Potter has made sixty four changes to his starting eleven at Chelsea. That is the most out of any know. club manager in that time. Um, That's, mental. That's too many. No that they're eighth, whatever they are. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that shows a mixture of Todd Bowley's deep pockets and maybe Graham Potter doesn't know his best 11 yet, Nathan. What do you reckon? Think about all over again, isn't it? <laughs> it is, isn't it? Does I anyone just... know the best Chelsea 11, though? I I don't think you could pick three Chelsea 11s, could you? Out of all the players that they've got, never mind picking just one. Have they still not got a striker? I don't understand. That's, that's what baffles me. All that money, and you sit looking at West Ham versus Chelsea going, you tell me one player out of both of them teams who's going to score a goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's talk of a Bamian going to the MLS, isn't there? Or back to Barcelona. Yeah. So obviously they think they've got too many. I don't know. I just don't get it. You spent nearly the best part of three quarters of a billion pounds and 37-year-old Bamian or uh, Brogia are your strikers. And your first choice, I mean, I know he's an excellent player, but your first choice defender is a 38-year-old, 37-year-old yeah. Thiago Silva. Who they're well. giving a new contract to as well. What? What is this club? <laughs> they're mental. <laughs> it, yeah, it's um, it's a little bit odd. But having said that, uh, West Ham's January striker, uh, January signing striker, Danny Ings, yeah. he's, he's a doubt. So hmm. I guess you've got Jared Bowen and McCann Antonio uh, there. But who are we going for on this one, gents? Draw. Yeah, score draw, score draw. Yeah, one all. Jao Felix will score and then do something mental again, like get another red card. (laughs) Nil nil. He'll be happy with that. (laughs) Chelsea, Bowen or Bond (laughs) one in. Bowen, you reckon? Yeah, you reckon Chelsea be happy with the draw, do you, Nathan? Uh, that was more talking cheat. To be honest, West Ham will take any points they can get, won't they? Yeah, yeah. West Ham will bite your hand off for a draw. Yeah. Graham Potter will be desperate to win. Yeah. Even if it's 1 0. Fair enough. Uh, three o'clock is Arsenal versus Brentford in the League Key derby. Uh, Arsenal um, have got no Jesus or Mohamed El Nenny. Brentford have got no Pontus Janssen, Ross. That's um, a shame. He didn't play the that's either. He must have a, quite a long term injury. Is he a club legend? Uh, no, he wasn't there long enough. He he seems to be there for ages. He's only about two seasons, actually. He's on loan oh, for half a season and then signed and then left um, when Bielsa came in. He was a, a talisman, definitely. He got the crowd going. He used to celebrate tackles, which is I'm always a big fan of that. Oh, yeah, that's always a good thing. <laughs> uh, okay, Arsenal and Beaton versus Brentford at home since 1938. <laughs> we all know what's going to happen, don't we? We don't want the fly. Oh, no. <laughs> 1938, Nathan. Uh, but they did have their first loss uh, in 14 league games last week against Everton. Um, and Brentford are unbeaten in nine. But 1938, Nathan, are you going to shoulders out? Chest back, deep breath, nothing can go wrong now. It absolutely smacks of a Brentford win, doesn't <laughs> it? Like, it stinks to high heaven of Brentford winning. You're at home. But, no, I was just going to say, but this season, I back us against anybody at home. Do I really do. Yeah. Um, I think... Um, Even Brentford? Yeah. Yeah, I think the way that we're playing um, and the atmosphere at the Emirates, we've been absolutely... Sorry, what? 
the atmosphere. There actually was when Leeds played there a few weeks back. There was actually atmosphere as well. I was amazed. But yeah, we we we've been peppered for for years and rightfully so for for having a shocking fan base yeah, at home. Uh, but yeah, this season, um, as cheesy as it sounds, someone came up with a with a. a, a I'm going to say this in speech marks, an anthem for Arsenal. Oh, really. <laughs> um, and it's called North London Forever. And it's the worst thing you've ever heard in terms of cheese. It, it, sound great. It, it seems to work. It gets the crowd going from, from minute number one. And they're just with the, you know, even when we concede, the biggest roar is from the home fans saying, like, you know, come on, let's let's go again, kind of thing. It's good I, to I, have a song. It's weird that clubs don't have songs. Like me and Chris both have look big songs that the crowd sing. Yeah. I've always found it weird when Chelsea fans just start. Chatting like Chelsea, Chelsea, oh, fucking hell, like use some imagination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then on the flip side to that, we've got this, we've now got this so called anthem, and I think it's the more cringiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, oh, yeah. on, then. Give, give us a song. Go get oh, behind no, it, though. No, no, I can't, <laughs> I think, I can't sing on. it. Please, no, <laughs> definitely not sing imagine, it. Imagine I'm Simon Cow and Rossi Cheryl, and the obvious stand comparison. Stand on that X. What's it called? North London Forever. Right, I'm going to put it onto the show. North London Forever, there it is. It's on YouTube. I'm going to download it and stick it on the show at the end. <laughs> what, with, with, with Nathan singing over the top of it? <laughs> no, definitely not. No. We, want, we want people to listen. We want people to listen. <laughs> oh, they will be listening. Don't worry. <laughs> we don't want to drive them away. But yeah, uh, but yeah I, at home, my back is against anyone. But that 1938 start just doesn't fill me with there anything. There you go. How uh, was Ivan Tony allowed to keep playing, by the way? I don't know. That is weird, isn't it? Because he's been booked two weekends in a row and my brain cannot get past. He's had money on that. Like, (laughs) is this something you it's a market you can bet on and it happens every week? Like, he shouldn't be allowed, should he? There's so many cases of um, whatever he's betting on football. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's a couple of hundred, I think, isn't it? Yeah. It's in the 200s now. Um. As an Arsenal fan with Thomas Partey playing in that game, I can't really call Yeah, true. Here, aren't you? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> and Mr. DT cheering from the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't realise he was out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say about Arsenal and um, atmospheres because the one thing that, it's not many things that grind my gears about football anymore. But one thing that does is every time Arsenal, when they score at home, you've got those fellas behind the goals that wave those giant corporate flags. <laughs> oh, with the flags, yeah. It's very Barcelona, <laughs> it is not it? It is, yeah. It, anyway, it just really annoys me. Um, <laughs> next game, Crystal Palace versus Brighton in El Gatwicko. Uh, no Wilfred Zaha for, um, for uh, Crystal Palace. Now, the last 30 games that Wilfred Zaha hasn't been fit for... Crystal Palace in the Premier League, they've lost 22 of them. So obviously, that's saying, yeah, he's a big loss. Um, Alexis McAllister is back for Brighton after suspension. Palace have got zero wins in 2023, 20, uh, and they've not won at home since October. Oh, there has been a month off, I guess. Um, Brighton have got 15 goals in the league since uh, the World Cup, uh, which is the second most of anyone. So wow. lots of people saying Brighton didn't score enough or haven't been scored enough, but under Deservey, they seem to have turned a, a goal scoring corner. So Crystal Palace to win then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get Palace. Palace are forever 12th. They never shift from 12th position. And they're always losing. And yeah, they always lose, but somehow yeah. not. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, this is a Brighton win, isn't it? No, Don, let me guess. I think so. I mean, obviously, I've seen Brighton at close hand recently. Um, yeah. And 
yeah, and they've been they've been excellent. Um, they they're got really so good many... to watch now as well. Yeah, and they don't seem to be missing Trossard either. I like how uh, awkward it must have been for um, Casado when he came back to training after his uh, his Instagram <laughs> messages. <laughs> he got a good ovation last week. They showed it on Match of the Day when he came really? back on oh, the pitch. Yeah. Someone mocked a picture of Leandro Trossard next to a picture of a modern-day Robbie Williams, and the similarity what? is striking. <laughs> are they compare, Are they bright, uh, bright to take that, then, are they? Robbie Williams is... Tross, Trossard is Robbie Williams. Understand. <laughs> no, it was the fact that they look very similar these days. Oh, right, okay. These days, that's not good for <laughs> yeah. Trossard. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I reckon. I mean, I really quite like... Everyone, Brighton aren't at the sort of stage Bournemouth where for about five seasons in the Premier League you think, oh, they'll get gone. They're at, they're at this sort of quite likeable stage. I really like Alexis McAllister. I like Deserby when he's with Sassuolo. So I'm, I'm sort of rooting them for to, to do well. So I, I do. I said on extra time, they, they are very joined up thinking. They're one of the few clubs in Premier League that can just roll with every punch they take. They just keep signing new managers who are good. They sign players to replace ones they sold. They just, yeah, everything's very joined up and like there is a definite plan there. Yeah, yeah. Nathan, what do you reckon? Um, I really like Mitoma. Yeah. I think he's an outstanding player, and I'm a little bit gutted we didn't have a little <laughs> cheeky bid while we were bidding for the rest of the Brighton squad that we didn't have a little try in. But um, when when we beat Brighton, um, he was amazing. He was incredible to watch. Um and like you say, Ross, Brighton as a club, you yeah. know, if, if you're a club in, who are struggling, i.e. Everton, for example, go and have a look at what they're doing. It's mm. it's the way to do it. They're, they're fantastic. They lose players and then find people like Matoma for three and a half million quid. And you're like, what? How, what? <laughs> <laughs> how, have you, how have you managed to get better? It you can't know, be that been, hard to do. Well, you, you would, you would, well, looking at Brighton, you would think not, apparently. Uh, Look yeah. at Leicester though. There is there's an end, there's an end point to this where you run out of finding these good players, exactly. selling them yeah. off, and you struggle massively. It's like when you sign a five k player on Champman ninety seven ninety eight. You don't know if he's going to be a world beater. Yeah. Absolute <laughs> toilet, bro. <Yeah. laughs> um, where are we now? Oh, Fulham versus Nottingham Forest. I couldn't find a former player for this. Um, John Joe Shelby could start. Did anyone watch? Did anyone watch Love Island? No, I watched the first episode of this season and I hated them all. I wanted them to all by, die, die by fire in horrible, horrific ways. <laughs> oh, okay. So you didn't see the woman last season that looked like John Joe Shelby? No. Oh, cracky. Yeah. I had no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he could start. Um, Fulham won 3 2 in the reverse fixture, but they've gone four games without scoring. Um, Forrest on their run, they're five unbeaten. They've got 11 points in 2023. They're top of the table for 2023 form with, um, with Manchester United. So. Steve Cooper has obviously taken some time to get his multitude of players playing well, but yeah, he seems to have done it. And to be honest, he seems to have a sort of core of players from last season as well, doesn't he? Somehow, Kane Navas is a great signing as well. Yeah, he was really, really good against Leeds last week. Um, annoyingly for me, we could have won, but then that would have kept Justin Marsden a job. So it swings some roundabouts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he is a really good signing. They they didn't have a lot of the ball last week when we played, and that's the most recently game I've seen of Forest. But they've done really well this season with the, that many players bringing in. It's Cooper's done a really really good job. But the most I think keeping him was a, the major thing because he almost left, didn't he, at some point in the season? Was he talk about him being sacked or something? Yeah, and then they gave him a new deal, sort of completely flipped on it. Yeah, 
Which I've got to be honest, a mad big Greek fella uh, owning your club with who's got sort of a penchant for yeah. sort of short temper. You wouldn't have thought that would be the sort of thing he'd do. But yeah, they seem to have sort of done that. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you in your championship days with Leeds, you must have seen a fair bit of Steve Cooper. Is this what he yeah. does, the way he's got them playing? The most the most recent championship team, I saw, he was at um, Swansea when they beat Leeds 1-0 with a 94th minute goal where we had absolutely battered them for 93 minutes they got a breakaway <laughs> goal from our corner and after he was so smug imagine his face <laughs> smug in the press conference after saying that he'd got one over on Bielsa and his, pla- his plan worked to perfection what was your plan to get absolutely humped for 93 minutes but we just couldn't score like <sighs> it worked well it did work yeah and it worked against <laughs> us last week they, they were rubbish really they scored their goal with Brennan Johnson with his, his one shot on target it went in and like they didn't have to do anything else after that, but I don't, I don't like Steve Cooper, but he's done an annoyingly good job. Him and Thomas <laughs> Frank. I've got so many names on my list of people that I hate, but they're still doing really well. So you were born, weren't you? You, were, you weren't born where you live. You were born no, in Nottingham. No, I was Mexico, born in Nottingham, you? yeah. Yeah. Um, you feel like you might have missed a trick here. Forest should be my club. Um, yeah. They're my mum's club, but my dad um, made sure to uh, knock that out of me very early and get me, take me to Ellen Road. No. So that's, that's really bizarre because my dad way. is from Nottingham, and right. my dad's team is is Nottingham Forest as, as well. So <laughs> that's weird. I like how annoyed they get if you call them Notts Forest as well. Yeah, they oh, do. Yeah. They do not want that. They do not want that. That's always a fun thing to do on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Notts Forest. <laughs> Uh, Leicester versus Spurs, three o'clock in the Ben Thatcher derby. Um, Hugh Lloris is injured. Uh, Christian Romero is suspended. Ricardo Pereira is back for his first start for Leicester for this season, um, back from injury. Wilfred Ndidi, uh, <laughs> I wrote Ndidi too, um, but I meant Ndidi is back, but of course it rhymes. Um, <laughs> since Leicester has come back to the Premier League in 2014, this fixture has had 71 goals, which is Jesus the most Christ. of any in the Premier League. Wow. Yeah. Um, Leicester dropped 19 points from winning positions. That's the most in uh, the Premier League. And Harry Kane has not scored outside London since October. Why would that be, Nathan? You're not uh, Harry Kane. I, I don't know. He's a one does, he not, does he not play? Does, does, it... does he get to the sort of like them 25 and sort of can't go past Watford? Just can't get do scared. It. <laughs> yeah, he only turns up to play against Arsenal. That's it. If he's <laughs> missing, could be a good thing for Spurs, couldn't it? Fraser Forster is a solid keeper who's going to take over. Yeah, that could be annoying. Lee. You're not going to get the lunacy from uh, Fraser Forster that you get from Hugo Lloris on a week in, week out basis. That's very true. <laughs> I've, I've always quite liked Fraser Forster. I've always thought he was a good goalkeeper. I didn't yeah. really understand why he didn't end up as a first team goalkeeper. He was Maybe number one the... last year and then left them to go and sit on Spurs' bench. Well, that's. Money talks. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Surely there's only one reason for that. Yeah. You guys have mentioned a parallel universe where in 2014, um, Roberto Soldado got, scored about 15 goals. Harry yeah. Kane couldn't see a way into the Spurs first team and then joined, I don't know, Millwall on a four-year yeah. deal and is now sort of been top scorer in the championship for about sort of four or five years as he fritters between each championship club in the southeast. My one Premier League wonder, uh, my one season wonder would have been uh, spot on. Yeah. That's the parallel universe that I live in. <laughs> uh, so what about this fixture then, guys? What do you think? Uh, it's probably going to be Spurs. I think 2 1, probably. Yeah. They are very strong still. Leicester are still a bit dodgy. They've, they've started to pull away from the bottom kind of group of six teams, but not by too much. Yeah, they had that win, didn't they, Nathan, last week against Villa where they were 
behind, uh, and then they came back and won four two. Yeah, it was a proper bonkers game that, wasn't it? It was you know. Mm. One for the neutrals, as they say. Um, yeah, so I talked about him extra time. He said, he looked up at the score. We're extra there. time. We're extra time. Sorry, on the, the Sunday show, he said um, <laughs> that he was there at the game. And he said, they're in the pub after. And he said, did we really just concede four goals and lose that game? Because <laughs> we've dominated the game. <laughs> but you can't give four goals away to any Premier League team. No. No. Um, Southampton versus Wolves at three o'clock at the Dean Richards derby. Uh, right, hang on. Before we start, I want to talk about Nathan Jones because I'm flummoxed with him and kind of obsessed by him at the same time. So he's been in the news today because he said, "quote unquote," I won't do the accent as tempting as that is. Um, <laughs> I could have, st- I could have stayed in a mining community, been a PE teacher, had a nice life, married a Welsh girl. I don't. I want to test myself on every level, and that's nothing against Welsh women. I want to test myself. I mean, why does that work? <laughs> why does he bring Welsh women into it for a start? That's like Georgie Hiristoff when he was at Barnsley <laughs> talking about the local women there. Um, yeah. Uh, I work with a Saints fan. She absolutely hates his guts. I was going to say, but you, you know one, do you? Down yeah. yeah, no, fair few. They all hate him. They all want him really? out. They, they, they think he's the most egotistical manager that's ever managed their club. Um and he just he's not very good. Like he had a run of three wins, but they're all in the cup games. Um he's terrible in the Premier League. His tactics are awful. They're bottom of the table, not looking like they're gonna do anything as well. Like they want him gone. I saw it there's a tweet from Southampton's official club account this week, and the replies underneath were all hashtag Jones out. Every yeah. single one of them. Yeah, um, he's, he's had a mayor recently. He just needs to stop talking to the media, really. Do you think it, it, with this bad run of form, would he have would he still have the fans on side if he wasn't such a massive dick? <laughs> I don't know. When he was at Stoke, uh, they beat us. He one nil under the one. We were Stoke versus uh, Jones versus Bielsa, and after the game, rather than having a a big massive photo of the team winning, he had a big photo blown up and put in the Stoke Tunnel of him celebrating in front of Bielsa, and that was on the <laughs> tunnel as the Stoke players would make their way out onto the pitch. He's got a screw loose. He is an absolute wrong man. How tall is he? <laughs> I think he's quite little. I was going to say, is this a case of small man syndrome? It has to be. I'm going to Google him now. Find out. I don't know. Nathan, you haven't got your camera on, so I don't know how tall you are. You might be like one meter seven. So what's that? Five foot, five foot seven. Yeah, he's, he's tiny. Nathan, you, are you more than five foot seven? I am. Yes. That's okay. We can, get, we can carry on down this path. He's an entire <laughs> foot shorter than me, so he's a little bit. <laughs> Where did he play? Was he a player? Or is he one of these people that never played but has got all the sort of coaching badges? He played five years at Brighton. Uh, he's he's been around. Played for Luton, Merthyr Tidville, Nemancia, weirdly. Wow, Southend, <laughs> Scarborough, and Yeovil. Okay, so <laughs> it's not like he's got a chip on his shoulder because he was never a professional. No, he played four hundred and eighty-eight professional games. Okay, so he's just got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, when he was talking in the week about um, his Luton team were up there with some of the best in the world for their their pressing yeah. and their attacking, they weren't. I watched that Luton team firsthand. <laughs> they weren't that good. Nathan. I think he made a huge mistake taking this job because if he'd waited till the end of the season yeah. with Luton, depending on where they would have finished, because they're you know tiny budget but doing well, yeah. even if they hadn't quite got into the playoffs, his stock would have been, I think, higher than what it was when he joined Southampton. Absolutely, yeah. He tried it. He, he left to go to Stoke. He managed thirty-eight games and won six of them. Yeah, um, and then went back to Luton with his tail between his legs. And they're not going to take him back a third time, are they? No, you wouldn't have thought so. They're still doing fine, aren't they? They've, they've kind of moved on without him. 
they got Rob Edwards, something the old Forest Green yeah. Rovers guy. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Southampton, they've lost out of nine, eight out of nine in the league. Um, some of those were under Ralph Hasenhutel. They've got just six points at home all season. Um, Wolves have got 10 points from six games, um, Julian Lopetegui. That's as many as they had in their previous 15. Um, although uh, goal scoring might be a problem for them. 20% of Wolves' goals this season came last week against Liverpool. <laughs> that keeps happening to Liverpool, doesn't it? They're in a lot of these stats. It's not a stat I enjoyed writing down, but I thought it was quite important to write down. Yeah. <laughs> This is going to be nil-nil. This is not even going to be on matter. They're going to just ignore this completely. (laughs) (laughs) You know when you read something and you're about to play a team that's really, really bad and it will say, like, their fullback hasn't scored a goal in three and a half years. Oh, yeah. Nailed on. (laughs) (laughs) Who is it this week for Saints? Yeah, it's got to be somebody. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, you reckon nil-nil, do you? Yeah, I can't see it. Wolves are dreadful to watch. They've had a change of manager and he's done it. He's on a right. They've got a couple of wins, but they're still awful to watch. And yeah, Saints are just... If you rely on like, Trey Adams as your main striker then and Adam Armstrong, great championship striker, the pair of them, but mm. <laughs> yeah, not. Um, I think they're doomed. I think the bottom two are doomed. I think it's one from maybe five for the rest of the... I really like Ruben Neves, though. I think he's a superb player. He's far too good for Wolves. I'm surprised he's not moved yeah. on. I'm surprised he's not got fed up. Yeah, I think you're right. He should uh, have been Liverpool th- three years ago, but you've got Nathan- money, apparently. <laughs> he should definitely have been. <laughs> um, Nathan, what do you reckon to this one? Uh, yeah, very similar comments to uh, Chelsea versus West Ham. If you can pick me one goal scorer, then whoever that is will probably win the game. Yeah. Where's Jimenez? Is he still scoring goals, still playing football? I think he played last week. He plays mm. with that sort of bandage around his head after his concussion. Because I think if he takes it off, he's like school falls to pieces. Yeah, he should have his hat on like Petr Cech, shouldn't he? Yeah. Would he be allowed to wear something? I like don't that? think he would, will he? Because that would kind of maybe make him better at headers. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bournemouth versus Newcastle, half past five in the Ryan Fraser derby. Poor Newcastle fans, the last few weeks with those two <laughs> with the games in the Carabao, yeah. felt they've been up and down the sort of <laughs> South Coast loads. Uh, um, Alexander Rishak is back. Uh, Bruno Gimmerich is suspended. I couldn't even begin to be bothered to write down any Bournemouth players that weren't there. Um, Bournemouth have lost 12 in the Premier League. Uh, oh, sorry, Bournemouth's last 12 in the Premier League. They've won one, drawn two, lost nine. Um, they have taken 179 shots so far this season. That's the fewest in the Premier League. And they faced 341 shots, which is Jesus. the most in the Premier League. So <laughs> they're not the two stats you want. Um no. Newcastle are unbeaten in 16, but are drawn four out of five. So they sort of hit the rocks a tiny bit. But that statistic I've just read out about shots faced and shots taken doesn't help, does it, Nathan? No, that is a (laughs) horrifying stat for any team. Um, I've got a real bugbear with Newcastle. And it it all stems (laughs) from the nil-nil at the Emirates. Uh, Because everyone was like, oh, Newcastle are back and, you know, isn't it great? And I thought, yeah, it is. It's really good. And then they rocked up at the Emirates. I was like, is this why they're third? Because if it is, <laughs> they're on the rest of the Premier League. Because this is bloody awful. Yeah, it, it isn't you know, good to and watch. Then, and then I got I got absolutely peppered like back from people saying like, well, what do you expect us to do? Come to the Emirates and play football. Well, no, to be fair, I absolutely don't expect you to do that. But by the same token, I expect you to at least have a go at some point <laughs> during the game, you know, and 
it's very easy to win games and draw games when the ball is only in, in play for one half of, of a 90-minute football <laughs> match. Like, are, are you actually getting on board with the fact that your team are performing so well on the back of such anti-football tactics? It's just, you know, you might as well get rid of idea how and bring Big Sam in again, you know, <laughs> or, or Tony Pulis. You know, it's like, what? You know, don't get me wrong. The defending was fantastic, and the way that they were set up was brilliant. And Eddie Howe has, has got them so well drilled. Yeah, um, <clears> but <throat> as an attacking force, they are really bad. <laughs> it's but, their midfield without Bruno, Sean Longstaff, Joe Willock, and Joe Linton. That that's weak. For Premier League there's midfield. no there's no attack in there, is there? They're all very central midfielders. Like, yeah. There's no sort of flair, if you will. Um, but maybe with um. Is the act coming back? That might change slightly. You might change the dynamic of it. They got uh, again, as well. They signed on Pledland. Yeah, yeah. And and with the greatest respect to Callum Wilson, I think is a fantastic goal scorer. Um, he's not very exciting, is he? He's very <laughs> very straight ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, to be fair, if Newcastle don't win, they'll be very upset <laughs> against Bournemouth. Apart from their sort of defence, where they signed sort of Nick Pope, Kieran Trippier, Sven Botman. Um, Dan Burns still starting every week. Dan like... Burns still starting every week. Yeah, I knew he was missing somebody. You take sort of, um, you look further at the pitch, there are attacking options. And if you take sort of Grimresh and Isaac out, so Grimresh is suspended and Isaac spent an awful lot of time injured. Yeah. They're all of a sudden very Steve Bruce Newcastle. It's the same Steve Bruce attack. Yeah, really. Yeah. 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 It is really. Um, okay, Sunday, Leeds versus Manchester United, two o'clock at the Danny Pugh derby. Um... <laughs> Do you know what? I was. I was going to I was gonna go out of the Smith and I thought that's far too obvious. We saw Danny Pugh twice. That's how good he was. <laughs> Didn't he come as part of the Alan Smith deal? He was the make weight, yeah. And yeah. Uh, then we re-signed him in League One days. Did you? Yeah. Was he good? I think he was fucking dreadful. He thought he formed part <laughs> of the um, right on front of evil as we were christened him, Michael Brown and Michael Tong in the midfield. Three Michael central Brown. midfielders. Wow, yeah. what a midfield. Jesus. <laughs> The least mobile midfield you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, so, lean keeper, uh, I have no idea about their first names, Rocker and Siniestra. Uh, their doubts, Casemiro suspended. Manchester United are unbeaten in this fixture since 2002 in the league. I mean, that's slightly unfair. We got relegated in 2003, so yeah, we don't have to play them very often. <laughs> Plus, I deliberately left out the words FA Cup as well. Yeah, exactly. We'll beat them. We'll always have that. Uh, Leeds have won two out of eighteen in their league, which in the league so far this season, which isn't great. Um, Wilfred Gnonto could be just the third player to score home and away against Manchester United since dot dot dot. Oh, Vaduka, um, it's got to be Jimmy and all, surely. Yeah, yeah. well done. Uh, Manchester United. Their last four games, they've won one, drawn two, lost one, uh, zero clean sheets in five. Um, is this going to be a different game to Saturday with? Uh, a load of angry, jobless Newcastle, uh, sorry, Leeds fans. <laughs> well, there's going to be an atmosphere because Bruno this week, uh, uh, not uh, Actually, Bruno it's Fernandez. A it's, a, it's a Sunday, it doesn't matter if it's Sunday, yeah. Good. Sorry, Bruno Fernandez has said this week there's nothing to be scared of and that we should beat them quite easily and that there's no no atmosphere. Which I mean, he's just doing, <laughs> he's done Scabala's team talk for him, just pin that up in the changing rooms. Um, that'll get the players fired up. The Leeds fans are already on Twitter, just like chomping at the bit to start this game. We will, we will lose. I'm almost certain of it, but it won't be for lack of effort. I'm sure we will, there will be plenty of bookings in this. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know if you've seen Ashley Frist. There was a book in that um, Junior Furpo got in the second half where he just Rashford was running away from him, so he decided to just like choke him to the ground. Like grabbed him oh, no, the throat and just threw him to the floor, basically. <laughs> like like Keeling against Saka in the yeah, uh, Euro. Exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, wasn't red carded, but it was fantastic to watch. Um yeah, I've got no hope that we're gonna win, but if we get another point out of this, two points out of a week where I thought we'd get zero, I'll be happy with it. Are you what are you hoping for here? Are you hoping for uh a win or fun? I'm always hoping for a win, but I'm hoping for a fun. I want some blood on boots. I want this to be a proper Battle of the Roses derby. I want Tyler Adams and Weston McKinley to get stuck into Fred and um, the fellow they signed from Bayern Munich this week. What's his name? Oh, that's a bit Yeah. 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 I want that to be a proper midfield clash back in the old David Batty, Roy Keane sort of mold. I want that. Is this one on the telly? This one is on telly. Yeah. Two o'clock Sunday. Okay, uh, Nathan, what do you reckon to this one? I guess this will also be the um, the Alfinger Harland Seaman derby, couldn't it? I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think like Ross said, if Leeds can get another point out of it, and I, and I honestly don't think that that's out of the question, um, especially being uh, at Ellen Road, I think that'd be oh. a great a great result. We won't I be afraid I, to I, attack I, them. That's the thing. We will not be afraid to just go for it because there's nothing to lose. <laughs> Surely you've got to have took a lot of confidence from from the game just gone, and as well, mm. you've got a new gaffer coming in, and players need to be performing to say, "Hey, hey, gaff, I'm I'm pretty decent. Do you want to put me in your first eleven? Well, that's what a lot of journalists have said this week. Like after that game, that the, the players have put themselves in the shop window almost to a new manager to say, "Look, we we are quite talented here. We just need some coaching to to perform better." Absolutely, yeah, and I, I suppose the shackles are off now that um, yeah. Jesse is gone. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't see why Leeds can't get a draw. Jesse Chris okay. left um, Leeds with a lower win percentage than Dave Hockaday. Did he? Well, I guess. Yes. I, I guess Dave Hockaday played fewer games. I mean, he only had six games in charge. Years. Still, yeah. Um, but still, thirty-three percent to uh, Jesse's twenty-three point seven percent. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, half past four on Sunday is Manchester City versus Aston Villa in the Peter Schmeichel derby. Do we want to talk about uh, Manchester City and their financial charges, or is that just? The fans have taken it well. Yeah. <laughs> taken it really well. <laughs> As did Pep in his press conference this yeah. afternoon. Christ yeah. He said well, they've, got, they've already been sentenced, he said, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he has. It is funny actually watching some Manchester City fans. Oh God, they're just they're looking for anything. They're like, oh well, Liverpool have done this and Man United have done this and Arsenal have done this and Chelsea have done this. It's not just fucking get you've done it. You're obviously guilty of this. It's a four year investigation. They're not gonna waste their time with this. Like nothing's gonna come of it, is it? They'll they'll just get a fine or they get some points deducted. Like they're not gonna get expunged from the Premier League or anything like that. I've seen Liverpool fans say they should be um deducted two points for each each of the last ten seasons. <laughs> <laughs> How many titles does that give you then? That means Jordan Henderson, a four-time Premier League winner. <laughs> Ali would literally die if that. <laughs> I think. I think the two things for me, uh, the one that made me laugh from the City fans was, uh, we're going to boo the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, uh, anthem is the rap. Yeah, song there is. Yeah. That'll show. I was him. like, oh, oh, okay. That works in the Champions League, didn't it? Well done, guys. Yeah. And uh, the second one, the second point for me is, I don't want them to get points deducted purely because... A strict season will, for Arsenal. Absolutely, yeah. It'll be, well, you only won the league because, you know, 
City had points off. Not the fact that we would have had more points anyway. And yeah. not the fact that we beat all 18 other teams in the league. Just the fact that Man City had points deducted, it'll be like, right, that's nice one, cheers. Yeah. This has got, I don't know if you guys remember your brains go back this far, but do you remember in the mid-90s when Spurs were docked 12 points, I think it was, uh, mm-hmm. for starting the following season? And bit yeah. by bit, gradually they appealed and all those points were given yeah. back to them. This it's fun story. starting seasons without points. We had minus 15 and that was the best season I've had as a Leeds fan until Bielsa turned up. You nearly got to the playoffs, didn't you? Yeah, we would have won the league if we hadn't had those minus 15 points, but it's it creates a very much us against them atmosphere and it's yeah. it's brilliant. Like I, I some I've <laughs> read Pep's quotes though some of them. Um we're already in we've already been in the lower divisions. If we go back there that's not a problem. We'll call Paul Dickoff and Mike yes. Summerby and we'll go again. <laughs> Brilliant. I love the fact he knows Paul Dickoff. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so for the game, Phil Foden is back after injury. City lost three out of their previous six games. That's as many, uh, three out of six games. That's as many as their previous 27. Mm. Villa have won their last three. Um, and since Unai Emery has been appointed Aston Villa manager, only Arsenal and Manchester United have got more points, which is 16 points. Um, this is at the Etihad, so I yeah. imagine that doesn't mean an awful lot. That's Villa statistic, and City will be wanting to go out and prove a point. I imagine Richard Scudamore's head will be busted all <laughs> over the City changing rooms. I think. Um, did anyone see anything other than a City win here? No, they're going to be incredibly no. pumped up for this, aren't they? Yeah, they are going to. It, it could get silly. I'd read that Emery has never beaten Pep as well, and like mm. like twelve or fifteen odd games they've played against each other. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, finally, Monday night, uh, Liverpool versus Everton in the Nicky Barnby game, a derby uh, in a match that will be postponed, so we don't have to talk about it. It's impending doom. <laughs> Why is this going to be postponed, Chris? Uh, because denial isn't just a river in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool lost three out of four, conceding nine. Edson beat Arsenal last week, um, ending a run of three straight losses. Nathan, do you remember Adam's doom and gloom attitude last week before this? we talked about this? Um, yes, just going back to last week, I do remember his attitude. And I also seem to remember saying that this is going to be an awkward game because Dyke is going to set them up to just not lose and we will struggle to break them down. So I will pat myself on the back to say that I <laughs> actually saw that coming. <laughs> I don't think you're alone, to be fair. I had a sneaky feeling that might happen. Um, and I can see the same... I have the same sneaky feeling for Monday night as well. Chris, you admitted this week that you've finally come around to Ali's point of view of, the, of Klopp out. Have, have, you know what? have you had enough? I'm still very much seesawing on him because I feel, for everything that he's done for us, I feel that he has got more than enough credit in the bank to yeah. try and sort it out. But yeah, you can, you can have a season in mid-table. Chelsea had one, didn't they? And they came back a year later and almost won the league. Like... Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, at the same time, I can't see how he will turn it around. No, the squad needs a lot of investment. It's got old and it's got old quick. Yes, and I it's think. got old together. Um, yeah. There's a lot of players, early 30s. Um, yeah, and I... Uh, I used to really be... like Klopp. And I, he just needs to shut up. Like his weekly rant about some other club or some other thing, like get your own house in order, then start moaning that Chelsea has spent all this money or Liverpool, uh, Leicester have done this or whoever else he's got to moan about. Like he needs, to, yeah, get your, get the affairs right at Liverpool first. When he refused think... to speak to that journalist last week, I mean, it's, it's not a good look. It's his little, when in every post-match, 
he'll get asked a question and he'll just look up to the sky and he'll like roll his eyes, laugh, and then answer it. It's yeah. just it just comes across as really petty every time. Yeah, I think, sorry, Nathan, you're going to say something. Yeah, I think for me with, with Klopp, um, he's a great manager. Manager to have when things are going well. Yeah. Um, and possibly not a great one to have when it starts getting a little bit difficult and the, the pressure starts to not pressure in terms of pressure of trying to duke it out at the top of the table to win a league or you know pressure to deliver a Champions League trophy or something like that but pressure as in when things aren't going right yeah. and it, he just seems to not be able to deal with it and that's where the, the petulant child within him starts to come out and like you said, just it's just not a good look. It's not a yeah. good look at all. Yeah, no, you're right. And the fact that we keep being linked with Jude Bellingham is obviously absolutely amazing. But at the same time, he is one player, and that 150 million or whatever it is, where we're being sort of that's being talked about that we're spending on him. I mean, in, as great as Bellingham is, in some ways, I kind of wish that was spread around a bit more. Yeah, sign three midfielders for 50 million each. Rather than yeah. one for 150. Exactly, yeah. Because <laughs> if we buy him for 150 million, then you still got Fabinho and Jordan Henderson, and Navigator's gone in the summer as well. So, you know, well, I can see be... the first game of next season. He will be central midfield, lining up alongside James Norner and Jordan Henderson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think, though, I think, given just going slightly off topic, going more towards Jude Bellingham here, like you look at Chelsea, you paid 88 million for. Mm. For Mudrick, who's who looks a flashy player, but when you look at his stats, yeah. it's a big risk. And hadn't played in the World Cup. You then move on to 105 million for Enzo Fernandez, who was the young player of the tournament at the World Cup. But I don't think anyone had heard of him until that point. Hmm. You then look at Jude Bellingham, who has just had his breakout season, has been known about for the past sort of what. Well, since he was coming through at Birmingham, everyone yeah. was like, keep an eye on this kid. Retired he's already had a shirt number. Yeah. He's already had a shirt number retired. After <laughs> yeah, that, shirt, shirt number retired. <laughs> Turn it up in Germany. England's best player for for a long time. And you think 150 million is the valuation. Like, let's be real. If that's not 200 million, then, you yeah. know, and, and I'm not saying that that's right. That is absolutely, that's an abysmal value for any player. <laughs> but for human given... Man. Base it off those two transfers that Chelsea have done, given where those players have come from. Jude Bellingham is 200 million, and that's your starting point. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, when I say about sort of spreading that money a bit thinly or a bit more thinly across sort of more players, I quite like the look of Alexis McAllister. He had an excellent World Cup. Yeah. He's Premier League proven, yeah. and there's no way in the world he cost anywhere near the same ballpark as, um, as Jude Bellingham. And you could get him plus a couple of others as well. And all of a sudden, your midfield is is reinvigorated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, agree with that. Yeah, so there we go. Right, okay. Um, sorry, Nathan. No, no, same, 100% agree with that. Yeah. Uh, that brings us end of our Premier League Roundup, end of our podcast. Any other business by anybody? Um, um, no, not for me. No, right. the only thing that I, I put that picture in the group of Feyenoord apparently having 50 shots in a game. Yeah. And I was just like, that's... Surely that's got to be some kind of record. That's unbelievable. That's why, oh, that's why I wanted him to be the next Leeds boss. That fits in perfectly. <laughs> yeah. What was the score? It finished 4-4. <laughs> 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 I 
Uh, okay, so we're the Man of the Post, part of the Man of the Post Network. So Ali and Simon and Dave and Carl, we're back on Monday to review the games that we've been previewing. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Man of the Post. You can find us on Facebook and give us a like on there. Um, you can uh, find us on all your podcast apps, uh, I think, apart from Acast, aren't you? No, we're still on Acast, yeah. We're still on Acast, there yeah, you go. You can still find us on Acast. Uh, so you could subscribe or follow and all your future episodes are automatically into your inbox. Um, if you like what you hear, then any positive reviews are greatly received. Uh, not like that bloke that time that called us an abortion of a podcast. Uh, none of those, please. Um, do you remember him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ross, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Um, at Ross Bell underscore underscore and also follow at Perf10Pod. Uh, new episodes coming soon. On what sort of genre of music? Um, me and Adam are this week recording uh, Foo Fighters, which marks a year since Taylor Hawkins uh, died, and we're also recording a um, a year special, so uh, year of our birth, so nineteen eighty four for me, nineteen eighty eight for Adam. Um, the top ten tracks from those years um, for our playlists. Marvelous, Nathan. Yeah. Uh, how do they follow you on Twitter? I am at fmcm underscore fc. Any sign projects you want to plug? Uh, no, not at the moment, to be honest with you. Um, 1984, by the way, is a fucking banging year for music. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that was two, two brilliant years coming up there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, right, guys, thank you ever so much, and always remember to keep your man on the post.